and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and I believe that God wants to fill up heaven. He wants everyone to be saved, including you. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it, and then the end will come. That's the gospel, the good news of Jesus' true salvation. I pray that as you hear this message, it will encourage you to read the Bible for yourself. Seek the truth. Ask God to open your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what His Spirit is trying to tell you. The episode will begin after a short message. So what is the gospel? What is the good news of Jesus? The gospel of Jesus Christ. What, what does the word gospel mean exactly? From the Encyclopedia Britannica, we get a definition. The word gospel is derived from the Anglo-Saxon term God spell, meaning good story, a rendering of the Latin evangelium and the Greek evangelion meaning good news or good telling. And that's where we get the word evangelical, which has come to mean either someone who believes or preaches the good news of Jesus Christ's salvation of mankind. In 1974, Godspell, uh, the musical, was the story of the Gospel of Matthew. And if you click on over to my blog, I have a link to the opening song, uh, Prepare You the Way of the Lord. This is one of my favorite musicals. Um, I got to perform uh, the music to this in college. Um, and I've got a link also to the whole playlist over on YouTube. But the, uh, the first one um, is, uh, is basically uh, saying or singing the words of John the Baptist. <clears throat> and yes, I'm going to give you a sample. <clears throat> Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. And you can click on over my blog, and I've got a link to um, a podcast and a blog. Um, episode that I did a few weeks ago called Who Wrote the Four Gospels? A look at the authors. Basically, the Gospels proclaim the kingdom of God, but it actually started in the Old Testament. The books of Genesis through Malachi are all predicting Jesus Christ as the Jewish Messiah. In Hebrew, the word basar, that's B-A-S-A-R, means good news. And it was announced by the prophets. But even the stories of judges and kings um, built up to King David and the one of his descendants who will be the Savior. And I read from Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 to 3. Out of the stump of David's family will grow a shoot. Yes, a new branch bearing fruit from the old root. And the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. He will delight in obeying the Lord. He will not judge by appearance nor make a decision based on hearsay. Isaiah also proclaims in uh, chapter 61 verses 1 through 2. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. 
He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come and with it the day of God's anger against their enemies. After Jesus spent 40 days in the wilderness and was tempted, of course, to no avail by Satan, he went to his hometown to preach and quoted that passage from the prophet Isaiah, with whom the Jews were very familiar. So, and, and he starts spreading the good news. And we find this in Luke chapter 4, verses 13 through 20. Um, then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. He taught regularly in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah, the prophet, was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where this is written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down. All eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. Then he began to speak to them. The scripture you've just heard has been fulfilled this very day. So Jesus, bold, unafraid, claimed that he was the Messiah right there. And then, of course, these are the people he grew up with saying, well, no, he's the, he's the son of Joseph. He was just a carpenter. And then they try to kill him, but he escapes. And you can read all about that in, in Luke chapter 4. And Isaiah also wrote, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the messenger who brings good news, the good news of peace and salvation, the news that the God of Israel reigns. That's Isaiah 52, 7. And in Matthew 24, 14, I'll fix that, as uh, 24, 14, as Jesus explained the signs of the last days, he says, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Well, I thought about that for a little bit. And I know, in fact, um, Two good friends of mine um, have family that work in um, ministries that that's what they do. They are trying to, uh, they've taken on the challenge of spreading um, the, the gospel to uh, what's known as um, unreached people groups. So these ministries, um, and there's, there's, there, are several, there are several out there, and I found uh, um, a few of them, and you can uh, uh, go to a link on my website and um, and check them out. Um, some are Bible translators. Some are um, doing a video or audio of the good news in the languages and the dialects of these unreached people groups. So we're talking places like Indonesia and Vietnam, and and um, you know where there's tribes that. Nobody, they, they don't even have a written language. So what, what they're doing is they're training leaders to tell the Bible stories and they're recording them. Um, um, and, 
and they're fabulous ministry. So you can check them out. Um, I myself am supporting them. I'm going to send a donation to their, there are seven of them. So I'm going to send a different one each month. Um, and, um, because I believe what Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. So that's why I'm supporting these ones. So I am helping to further the kingdom of God around the world. So they, I'm asking you all a question now. Do you really know the gospel truth? I didn't for many years. I look at my youth in the Catholic Church and I feel they deprived me of learning the truth of Jesus' salvation. They deprived me of the good news, you know, and I think about that, you know, I, I, uh, I see the kids of my friends here at my church who know the truth, you know, had the Catholic church not told lies, which they are, it's false teachings of the Catholic church that they tell the truth that you're saved by grace and not by works at all. Um, uh, I would have been saved when I was in high school, but no, but no, 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 they didn't. They didn't. And I didn't know better. My parents didn't know better. They didn't teach me. They didn't, I was not encouraged to read the Bible. Um, no, um, we were Catholic and we went to some, we went to church. Um, they told Bible stories in Sunday school, but you know, that's, that's it. Nothing, nothing about salvation or how one is saved. Um, but then later I went to a progressive church and I am that I unknowingly joined. Um, it just made sense to me at the time. They got me reading the Bible, the Old and New Testaments, but no one explained why we need to invite Jesus into our hearts and repent of our sins. I knew the basics. I knew Jesus was the son of God, that he was born of the Virgin Mary and the Holy Spirit that the Trinity consists of God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. However, not until I had my doubts that I would not be left behind at the time of the rapture did I pray, repent, and accept Jesus as my personal Savior. And each person has to do that. Yes, Jesus came to save the world, and whosoever believes in him will not perish, but each individual person has to accept Jesus as their Savior and to build a relationship with Jesus. He came not so that we can have religion, but that we can have a relationship with him. I just And I talked about that in yesterday's podcast and yesterday's blog. And that's, that's what the difference is. When going to the Catholic Church, we had a relationship with the church. We did not have a relationship with Jesus. So... You know, now, now, um, you know, my life has, has totally changed, you know, and then after I repented and, um, I accepted Jesus as my personal savior, then it took me 11 years to wrap my head around the fact that I needed to be baptized again. I was technically saved when I repented, but the sanctification pro process hadn't begun until I was baptized. Now I can't get enough of the Bible. Each time I read a passage or a chapter that I've read dozens of times before, God shows me something new. I learn something new. The Holy Spirit tells me, um, helps me tell the difference between what's truth and what's false teachings. I'll be discussing those in the near future, so subscribe so you don't miss out. 
Um, in yesterday's blog, I wrote um, uh, I wrote this, and it's 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 how I see the truth about salvation. Jesus is the door that you have to go through. Repentance is the key, because without, without repenting of your sins, you're you're not getting in. Baptism is the water that cleanses us, and the Holy Spirit is the refining fire that sanctifies us. So, do you want to join the children of God in the kingdom of heaven? Do you want to share in the good news? Then believe, repent, be baptized, and receive the Holy Spirit. Pray this prayer humbly and wholeheartedly. Dear Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner. I believe you died for my sins. Please forgive me. Right now, I turn from my sins and open the door of my heart and my life to you. I confess you as my personal Lord and Savior. I will follow you for the rest of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. I read a little passage from Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 through 7. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him. Let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught. And you will overflow with thankfulness. So if you click on over to my blog, I have the next steps in your walk with Jesus. Basically, read the Bible daily, pray, and then find a Bible-believing church. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Any day now, Jesus is coming back. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you realize that I don't want you to be left behind. Jesus said in Revelation 3, verses 20 through 22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. If you have any comments or questions, please feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. Make sure you download my favorite free Bible study apps, YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. These will make it easy for you to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. Oh, and don't forget to hit the subscribe, ah, the subscribe button, then the share button. The good news of Jesus Christ is meant to be shared. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory.